Silhouette Zero is supported by listeners like you. For more information, go to patreon.com slash silzero. That's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. Silhouette Zero, episode 50. Click versus Wake. After conquering a pack of force cats, Click and the crew have finally rescued the last of Reyna's friends and brought them to safety. Now only one obstacle remains, Imperial Inquisitor Wink. Can Click settle the score once and for all? Hey everyone and welcome back. I am your host and GM Chris Ng and that's my brother, the, the player, player Matt. The player Hello. Matt. Hello. Hi. Hi. Roll five force die for our destiny pool. Oh lord. Five light side, three dark side. In your last adventure, you had helped Quaru and Gager, the last two known drawl friends of Reyna, capture a Malras, a force-sensitive jungle cat from the forest moon of Duxon, or jungle moon of Duxon. Once you did that, they very happily went along, launched their space turtle ship, followed you back to the Alderanian flotilla where they were greeted and given asylum from the empire the last time you also talked about what your next move was jinko was very adamant about paying off his debt now this could be an interesting adventure but i think i would rather just summarize it so what i would like to do is to generate some kind of role and then we will sort of create the story of what happened sure so which social skill do you feel is the most prominent one when the team went to go pay off Jinko's debt to Bodega the Hut? Uh, refresh my memory. Who went? Everyone? Yeah, I would assume everyone went at this point since they secured the last of the draw. I feel that Reyna would probably take a diplomatic approach, but with Click and Jinko, they would probably push for a deception. Okay. Because, I mean, Click lies to everyone even though he's not good at it. <laughs> All right, this is true. So let's do a group roll for that. The highest cunning, I believe, is Jinko at four. Wow, yeah. He has one rank in deception, so that's one yellow. Reyna has two ranks in deception, so that's now a total of three yellow. Click gives a blue. <laughs> Click gives a blue. Reyna gives a blue because she always adds a blue as a draw. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think anyone else would actually participate. I wouldn't count anymore. So that would have been that's six dice positive, right? Four. Uh, I'm sorry. Three yellow, one green, two blue. Uh, yes. Okay, then I am going to make this because you are trying to trick Bodega the Hut and not just pay off the debt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it two purple, two red. Okay. Roll it. Three yellow, one green, two blue, two red, two purple. Four success and three threats. <laughs> <laughs> the plan was very simple. We were going to convince Bodega that I had already paid my debt. Then we were going to walk off with all of the rest of the credits to keep for ourselves. And it went without a hitch. That's not even a little bit true. <laughs> without a hitch. Oh, there was a hitch or two, all right. Or three. <laughs> Because well, of to the begin threats. with, the hut had very little reason to believe that we actually had sent a courier with the money. After all, he didn't think us important enough to have such connections, so we had to make up a courier. Which was Watmo! Yes, but uh, as we, of course, found out, Watmo also had a bounty on his head. Yeah, so it was a down payment. And poor Watmo was captured 
and put pressed into service for Bodega the Hut. Which worked out great. I still feel really bad about this and <laughs> feel like we should probably do something to save him. Hey, he's not really a member of the crew, and uh, his bounty was not our fault. Yeah. I mean... Do you even know what the bounty was for? Okay, so it was he was involved in some criminal activities, and the Empire did want him, but what if they find out he's Force-sensitive? Uh, I don't think he's going to tell anyone that. Pretty sure it gets a lot worse when you say that sort of thing. And I doubt they will be turning over Watmo to the Empire. If he can continue to be useful to the Bodega of the Hut, then he'll just be a member the employee of the Hut, which is not necessarily a bad contact to have. Except having a Nautilon on a desert planet. And one that does not like you very much. To be fair, I'm not afraid of him. He's a little scaredy cat. <laughs> so after that horrendous adventure, which got a lot darker than I thought it was going to go. Oh, I knew exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> oh no. Um, you received a communication from Zek. It was a simple communique. It said, I know how to find her. Meet me on the planet Osis. Was it just Can to you, me or was it like the ship? To you. Okay. Do you tell anybody? I would approach the captain. No, wait, I have my own ship. You do. I'm going to grab Kobe, shove Rusty onto the wolf, and get on my ship and try to fly away. Um, where are you going exactly? Click. You uh, hear over the communication. Just a little errand, that's all. I don't need you to do a little errand right now. We should be trying to plot our next move, our next business venture. We're finally free of everything that's been holding us down. Bodega the Hut, my sordid past. Look, Captain. What could possibly be holding you back? I've got a good lead, okay? They said well, to come then alone. Then let's go. With Why do you have to go alone? Why can't we accompany you? Look, they said to come alone. I'm not going to piss them off, okay? Uh, so, ruling deception? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Oh, I thought that would be against um, her willpower, which is four. Okay. Any ranks? No. Two green versus four purple. <laughs> uh, that is a success and three threats. Wow. No, sorry, two successes. All right, well, quick, but be in contact soon, please. Hey, if this works out the way I think it is, everything is going to be amazing afterwards. That's a click guarantee. And he turns off the communication. And the smuggler's ace leaps into hyperspace. Can you roll me a combined knowledge? Hmm. I will do lore or education. <coughs> Let's see here. Okay, so education is going to be then. That's going to be four green, a yellow, and a blue. Um, Three purple. Three purple. Uh, four successes and a threat. Osis is in the Adega system and has a very long history between Jedi and Sith. Since I presume this is mostly Kobe's database knowledge. Yes. Um, he knows that it is the location of many archaeological digs and that the place is mostly locked down by the Empire for very, very obvious reasons. <laughs> But with your ship, it's not doesn't seem to be a problem getting in. You pop out of hyperspace within the system. Mm -hmm. You use your stealth technology to ease your way into the location that Zek told you to meet him at. The structure of the planet at this point where you're landing is very rocky. It's mountainous. It's very high altitude. 
you spot his small ship from quite a bit of ways away, glinting its reflective surface off of the Osusian sunlight. Nearby, you spot several tents that have been constructed. The sort of uh, canopy tents, like there's a work site going on. Right. You bring the ship down into a landing, and you step off. It's pretty cold. I keep my helmet on. You and Kobe disembark, and Zek approaches you. His Jedi hood pulled over his pink floppy ears. I'm glad you could come. Yeah, so what's the story? Come on, come on, follow me. He leads you through the tent, um, through several other archaeological-looking types. They've got tools and all sorts of things. And you are confronted with a charcoal gray drawl. Ah, Criff, not another one. Oh my, 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 that's not going to work at all. You're going to need to put it over there. And uh, he turns around. Oh, is this the one you were looking for? Yeah, this is him. Ah, uh, he knows your friend. The, the cream one, Reyna. Oh, yes, very right. He offers you his hand. My name's Damaril. Oh, uh, nice to meet you. Um, Damaril? Yes, well, I suppose that Reyna was not looking for me, was she? Um, well, she said that you wouldn't come with her. No, I probably wouldn't. After all, I still have a very useful purpose to serve here. He gestures all around him. Being the foremost expert on the Jedi and Sith archaeological societies, of course. You know, I've got a question for you. Yes? So I've met all of you. Like, the whole team, you know? Well, all but one, I assume. Uh, well, no, I've met you now. Let me guess. Gager, Quaru, Talaric, Drixel, Reyna, myself. Yeah, that's all of them. There's one more. No, no, no. She said that was it. No, Beetle is still working directly for the Empire, and I don't imagine that Reyna would be able to help him, even if he wanted it. Which I very much doubt he does. Wait, so there's two of you that were just hanging out with the Empire? Oh, I don't work for the Empire. They just sponsor my archaeological activities. Hmm. So what's a Beetle do? He's an engineer. Ah, okay, never mind. All of my questions have been answered. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, botanist, cybernetics, uh, biologist. None of those things really say Death Star. Yes, he's quite proud of his accomplishments. In any case, I met with your Jedi friend here, and he seemed to require the use of the Nexus, so I suppose you could have access to it if you really need it. Great, thanks. What's the Nexus? A Nexus is a location where the Force is particularly strong. It allows the Force users of whatever theological or philosophical disposition to access greater power. For example, the Sith, the Jedi, the Force Witches of Dathomir, the Barando monks. Any of them in this location of this nexus would experience greater connection to the Force in however way they tend to experience it. What about the Gand? I suppose the Gand would be able to improve their Feinsman abilities, especially this one. Which one? This one. This Nexus. Oh, really? 
So there's like different types? Yes, um, this one seems to be particularly resonant within the Force. Um, users who approach the Nexus seem to be able to feel vast light years across the galaxy. Almost a Force location method, if you would. Well, thanks. Um, I trust that Zek knows how it works. I do not know how precisely it works. I only know what the archaeological information says. I am not a Force user. Yeah, well, with your line of work, I bet you wish you were. No, I prefer to remain free and undetained. Ooh, dark. Well, nice to meet you. I'll <laughs> tell Rainy you said hi. <laughs> you, re- you rejoined Zek, who was waiting a few paces away. I'm surprised you were able to put up with him for that long. The trick is to not pay attention when they answer your questions. <laughs> he winks, but the visor's still down, so he sees nothing. <laughs> right. Well, the point is that we better get a move on. If we get into this nexus, I should be able to reach out and locate Wink. She's a pretty dark spot. I'm starting to realize it should be easy to find her. Now, how big of a risk is there that she'll find us when we do this? Hmm. I don't know. Well, this it sort of matter. thing isn't exactly my specialty. Yeah. Right. I've seen your specialty. You're concerned that if I reach out, she's gonna feel it? Well, I was, but I mean, so what? <laughs> she's gonna sense we're there when we get there anyway. I suppose so. Well, come on, it's a bit of a hike. Why would they camp so far away from it? Nah, the area next to the Nexus Point isn't exactly hospitable. It's gonna be kind of narrow up there, no good place for a campsite. Well, that's when you just build in the side of the walls, that's all. Hang over the precipice. Yeah, we're all not Chadra fan. Try to remember that. Uh, I try to forget that. So he starts walking along this trail. Do you go with him? Yeah. What do you do? Oh yeah, no, definitely. What are you carrying? Um... Yes, yeah, same thing he always is. His jumpsuit, his pistol, strapped onto the side. He doesn't really have. He never really has pack? supplies. Oh yeah, no, he's got his jetpack. The helmet. Yeah, which no, you already he's... mentioned. Uh huh. What about the carbine? Oh, um, I forgot that's now a thing I have. The drunk carbine. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd bring it. <laughs> okay, he's probably got it like on a strap slung over his shoulder. I like to think that maybe they like. Maybe Kobe found a way to make a little holster on the side of his jetpack. Oh, okay, like a Mass Effect type of thing. I have no idea. Um, like a proton pack. Okay, yeah, I get you. <laughs> Is that the same thing? Yeah, similar idea. Okay. Where it was, yeah, weapons strapped to the side like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that. cool. So you're marching along. It is very cold and a little bit slippery, and you're starting to understand why there's no campsite nearby. In fact, the path gets very, very narrow before it enters this cave structure. Roll me perception, please, at one. Okay. Yellow and a green versus a purple. Success and a threat. The first thing you do when you enter this cave is that you temporarily take off your helmet. Because there was a little bit of snowflakes coming down from the sky. Mm Mm-hmm. And it lets some water droplets had formed on your visor. So you pop it off just for a second to wipe off the water droplets. And you smell burned flesh. You turn, you look around, and you see half a dozen archaeologists all lying on the ground dead. Uh, is that you, Zek? You see Zek reach into his 
robes and pull out his lightsaber, but he doesn't turn it on. You remember when you were wondering if Wink was going to find us first? Oh, well, probably shouldn't have worked with an Imperial uh, contractor involving Imperial stuff, huh? Maybe this was a mistake. Maybe we should run. I don't think we really have a choice right now. I mean, I can escape, but can you? You hear a bunch of power generators kind of click onto life. And lights flicker on on the interior of this nexus structure. Your eyes are immediately drawn up as you realize that everything goes upward. The interior is crystalline like quartz with a soft blue tint to all of this crystal. There seems to be something built into it, um, but the technology looks very old. Like whoever created this temple to this nexus built along this lighting as well. Mm -hmm. The lighting fills up in front of you and you see two figures standing on a crystalline platform. One is a Chadrafan, the other is a Gand. Roll cool. Let's see. Against three. Two yellow and a green versus three purple. Uh, A triumph and nothing else. You feel Wink's mind pressing against yours. The triumph here is that she has no access to influencing you. Awesome. Because you're ready. You're <laughs> filling your mind with... Well, what are you filling your mind with? Uh, remember how what, during his training, he kept trying to get into that little zone for his like his pod racing zone? Right. Uh-huh. Same mentality. Um, so, like, he's, he can sort of feel or he kind of guesses that she's about to try to do something. And so you see, like, the, the camera pans to, like, a profile view of him and you can see through his helmet... Like, it's sort of like a cutaway. And you can see uh-huh. his face, and he closes his eyes. And you see, like, the background behind him is starting to, like, zip past him. And you start to hear, like, the hum of a pod racer beneath him. And it, you can see that he's on Malice Stare. And that's just sort of where he is in his head for a moment. Until he can feel that the pressure of, like, the winds calm down, and then he knows that she stopped. Yeah, and this is also on the heels of his victory against the Force Cats. Yeah. So he, his mind is starting to get used to the conditioning. The failure here is, of course, that she knows you're here, and they both turn toward you. Why, hello, Click. It seems we're of the same mind. <laughs> yeah, Wink. What a surprise. You're here to find me, aren't you? And here I am, trying to find you. Now, why would you be looking for me? Oh, I don't want you. I want your captain. Well, then stop looking for my mind. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Clicky, clicky, clicky. I have to go up to the top to use the Nexus. She reaches over toward a raised portion of the crystal, and it looks like a control panel, and you hear several tones. And the platform she's standing on starts to rumble, and is very slowly rising. Don't worry, though. Once I find your captain, this will all be over. Just wait there. Or you could try to fight me and I'll kill you. Either way, you will die today. <sighs> Stupid woman. Thinking there's only two options. What do you do? Um, I'm going to pull out the carbine and shoot the machine. <laughs> the lift. You reach for your carbine and action seems to fly all at the same time. Immediately, the Gand leaps off the platform and draws a red lightsaber. <laughs> he hisses and screeches. But Zek's blue lightsaber flares to life, and he leaps to intercept him in midair, and the two of them clash right in front of you. 
Obviously, the Gan was going for you, but Zek <laughs> is a very skilled lightsaber warrior and has managed to fend him off. This throws off your aim for a second, but the platform elevator that she's on isn't going particularly fast, so you take an uh, a aim and you shoot it. The blaster energy hits the crystal and seems to dissipate in an aura that goes in every direction. Dang. Ah, Criff. Go after her. I'll take care of him. I activate my jetpack. Roll vigilance. Roll roll initiative. Okay. So Zek and, Z- and Vokar will kind of do their thing. You and Wink tied, but I will give you the first slot, so go for it. Um, I'm going to use piloting planetary to use my jetpack to beat her to the top and see if there's anything I can do from up there. Okay. Interesting idea. Go for it. Um, it'll be against... Let's see. It's speed two, silhouette zero, so two purple. Four yellow and a green versus two purple. Uh, three success, a triumph, and two advantages. Okay. <laughs> you rocket past her at full speed, not even caring what she's doing below you, and you reach the top. You do see some kind of platform that the elevator is going to eventually stop at. Um, I'd like to say that for the triumph is that she sees me flying past and she tries to grab me with the force, um, but I, like I dodge to the side. Okay. Just for the cinematic flair of it. Sure. So she reaches out, tries to rip the the uh, the jetpack the jetpack off of your back, and she is unable to focus because you're flying around with your usual flair. I mean, I'm imagining like a spiral pattern. Yeah, a spiral up around the lift that she's going up. Yeah. So you see a platform uh, and an air- area that she will be able to walk into when she gets there, but you don't see anything else of use. Hmm. Uh, well, if I have a minute up here, I'm going to get on comms and tell Kobe to bring the ship over. Kobe heads back toward the ship. It'll be a little bit of time before he's able to do uh, that. Kobe didn't come over with us. Oh, he didn't. No, he didn't even roll initiative. So uh, what do you mean by bring the ship over? Well, they're on top of a platform on top of a mountain, right? Well, you're inside a mountain. Oh, it's inside of the mountain. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, and thing has no guns. Never mind. Um, I'm going to run into the room, the, the chamber that she's going to have to go to. You and run into the chamber? Yeah. You see a bunch of other crystalline pillars. Not much else. Um, huh. Bear with me. <laughs> this is a real click situation. Nope, nothing there. Um, would you allow me to go back to the elevator and shoot at her? I know I've moved a lot. Oh no, I know. I my my flight was my role. Yeah, I'm out of things to do. You could take two strain for another maneuver. Yeah, I'd rather stand in the the room with a door or, or the doorway rather. Okay, you wait for her. Well, I wait there. for her to at least get up. She may right. not have enough to do any enough actions to do stuff. To simulate the lightsaber duel below, I went ahead and just took Vokar and Zek's respective lightsaber skills and rolled them against each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, what is that one? So it ended up being three yellow, two green against three red, two purple. Oh, that's not fair. The negatives have a better, are stronger than the positives. At first, Vokar has the upper hand. He's larger, he's younger, he's stronger. 
In terms of how he was trained as, a, as an inquisitor, he was trained to take advantage of his Gan physiology, mm-hmm. his toughness, his strange figure, um, his strange proportions, his ability to see in multiple directions and in multiple spectrums. He is a brute, a marauder, someone who is meant to kill and has killed many, many times. He bashes down his lightsaber like he's a barbarian swinging a club, just crash, 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 over and over again. His full-length lightsaber really pressing down on Zek's smaller Shoto-class lightsaber. Zek is constantly dodging back and forth, leaving long black scars in the ground. (laughs) You're nothing but a relic, old man. A Clone War veteran. Something that has to die and move on. And Zek, having bested his fair share of talkative enemies in his past, simply deactivates his lightsaber for a split second. Vokar's blade passes through the blank air where Zek's intercepting block was supposed to be. The small Atlantic curls up into a ball, does a forward flip, ignites his lightsaber, and severs Vokar's right arm, and he lands on the other side. Began lets out a whistling, hissing scream as Zek rolled two successes and a triumph. Yes! It is now Wink's turn. She waits the requisite period of time for the lift to get to the very top, and she turns to face you. This is your last chance, Click. No. I don't think I have any chances left. Very well. She pulls out a blaster and shoots you. So that will be three yellow and a green. This is one purple. Do you have any sort of defensive anything? No. You are. You did mention a doorway, so I'm going to say you have partial cover. Okay. So that gives you a black to the, to the fence. A failure, an advantage, and a triumph. Oh, gosh. She pulls out her blaster pistol faster than your eyes are accustomed to seeing someone pull out a blaster pistol. Her reflex is enhanced by the force. She snaps off two shots. They both go wide. One hits the crystalline structure behind you and dissipates. It causes you to instinctively glance over for just a second, long enough for her to land a shot into your jetpack, causing it some damage. Mm. Your turn. Okay. I'm going to swap over to my pistol, even though it's not as strong, but it's better. <laughs> well, you're just drawing your pistol. You never drew any weapon, so... Oh, yeah, you're right. And I'm going to shoot her. All right, so you pull out your pistol. Right. Uh, so I'm going to take an aim. No, we're not an aim. Um, not, a, not a mechanical aim, but a theatrical right. aim. So it's uh, one purple and one black, because she has a defense one. I'm going to flip a light side to upgrade one of my dice, All right. and that's going to push it to three yellow, two green, versus one purple and one black. Okay, so this is one success, a triumph, and four advantages. Oh, wait. No, that goes up one more. Oh, I forgot my blue. Want me to roll a blue? I have a blue. Yeah, can you? Extra success. Then it turns into four success because of the set trigger. Four success, triumph, two advantages. Four advantages. Oh, four advantages. Crit twice? Yeah, because this one has a crit three, so... So you're going to crit with an extra 10% added to the roll. You don't have a percentile. Anyway, you roll a 57, which will bring it to a 67. Scattered senses. Target removes 
all blues from skill checks until end of encounter. Wait, that's good, right? Don't Jedi get? That is good. Don't Jedi's have a lot of blue bonus things? Yes. Yeah, so that will actually be quite awesome. beneficial to you. And then, base damage six plus four, so cool. ten damage minus whatever. You let loose a barrage of blaster fire. The Chadrafan enhanced senses are not great for getting hit with blasters. She does wear some sort of specialized uniform that seems to be blaster resistant, but the flashes of impact are messing with her head. Plus, all the resonant energy from the Force being this close to the Nexus is not mm. affecting you, but it's affecting her, and her concentration is definitely wavering. Down below, the lightsaber duel continues, Volkar having reached out with his other hand to pull in his lightsaber. It's a complete wash. Both Jedi and Inquisitor continue to parry their blades back and forth, the light cascading through the crystals all around them, neither of them gaining the upper advantage. Vokar filled with a Gandian rage from losing his arm, though he will regrow it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Zek partially distracted from wondering what's going on up there as he hears the blaster fire between you and Wink. It is now Wink's turn. She tries to aim, but since she has scattered senses, she does not gain her blue. And you are still in partial cover, so you have a so it's uh, three yellow and a green versus a purple and a black. That's three successes. So that would be nine okay. damage minus your soak. Ouch. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Same thing. Gonna flip a light side, and I'm also gonna take that last advantage from my other roll to do another blue. Very good. That turns it into three yellow, two green, two blue versus one purple and one black. Okay. Uh, Six successes and six advantages. <laughs> I'm going to crit twice again. Okay, so that will be an additional 20% to the roll since you've already critted mm -hmm. her once. So it's 10 for critting the second time and then another 10 because it's a double crit, right? Okay. I, I just yeah. trying to get the rolls. A six. Uh. That's a 26. Discouraging wound. Flip one light side destiny point to dark side destiny point, or reverse if NPC. So one dark side turns back into a light side. Sweet. That's actually pretty good. That is pretty good. Oh, um, and then that is another uh, twelve points of damage. The two of you are exchanging blaster bolts at a frenzied rate. You're both darting back and forth. The blaster bolts are hitting the crystals and dissipating in a crazy laser light show, quite literally. You take a few hits across your arm, your like your upper shoulders, but you grit through and bear it. You return fire, land a few more solid hits on her chest. Her blaster-resistant partial armor seems to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but the last shot seems to take something out of her and she drops her pistol and she falls to her knees. Roll a cool, please, against four. Woof, okay. Two yellow, no, I'm gonna flip a light side to upgrade this. Okay. <laughs> okay, three yellow versus four purple. That sounds fair to me. Three success and three threats. You feel that pressure again, but your mind is too steady this time. You don't, Part of the problem you realized the first time was that you were filling it with fear and anger, which are the tools of the dark side. 
Now you're filling it with all the earned confidence you've gotten by resisting her mind tricks over and over and over again. And you realize that if she's doing this, she must be beaten. There's nothing else she can do. What do you okay. do? I'm going to activate my damage jetpack, fly over there and pick her up. Do you remember the rules for damage jetpack from the like the the storybook and whatever the adventure pack? Yeah, it, mm -hmm. you have to have a red, I yeah. think, for your flight check, and then if you roll a, a yeah. despair, it blows up. So go ahead and roll a piloting planetary against uh, purple and a red. Alrighty, four yellow and a green versus purple and a red. That is two success and three advantages. So instead of the nice clean jet that it had been doing, now it's more like pure exhaust coming out the back. It's it's less neat and narrow and more just sort of fire shooting out. And he erupts to life and there's like more smoke pluming behind him as he zips forward and he just kind of like lets out a little like... Rah! And it's sort of a tackle, but he swoops up and, and he's flying like right. toward the ceiling with her like in his when you hands. Get close, lightning attempts to erupt from her fingers the trap she was attempting Oof. to lay down for you. But she's supposed to roll a um, average discipline check in order to activate uh -huh. Force Unleash. She failed it, but she also has a Force rating of 2, which if I had rolled Dark Side points, I could have spent as successes, but she rolled 4 Light Side points. Oh, she can't use those. Right. <laughs> so you grasp her, you see the lightning out of the corner of your eyes, but the impact and the smoke and just the disorientation of everything has her weakened. She's barely conscious in your hands as you fly there above the, the shaft of the elevator. Right. And she says, she very weakly says, I guess I underestimated you. After all, Click. Yeah, you did. It won't end even if you kill me. You have to know that. Of course I know that. Do you know what the only difference is? What? I won't have to worry about any other Chadra fan. And I drop her. She makes no scream. She simply falls and plummets into the darkness of the shaft below. The lightsaber duel between Jedi Master and Sith Inquisitor continue. But the body of Wink plummets between them. Zek flies backward to avoid getting hit in the impact. And in that moment of confusion, Vokar makes a bolt for the door. He slashes his lightsaber against the door frame to drop some of the debris and the rock and crystal to block his path. And then uses the force to hurl a mass of snow in behind him. All of this just smokescreen to cover his escape. Zek wants to go after him, but he sees the dead Chadra fan beside him isn't sure entirely which one it is hesitates and <laughs> reaches out with his senses to look for you i at that moment it pans up and you see me descending slowly on my jetpack you land i lift my visor he deactivates his lightsaber you did it yeah what you want an autograph or something no actually <laughs> not really do you even know who i am he ignores you and bends over to the dead Chadra fan, searches through her pockets. Roll a perception against two. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, two success and an advantage. That's the first time I've ever had a completely positive perception roll. You see, he, <laughs> you see he pulls out a very small lightsaber akin to his own size lightsaber and he pockets it. Why didn't she use that? Not sure. Not important either. 
But these things are hard to come by. He straightens up, brushes off his robes. McGand will probably be after you now, you know. Yeah, but it's a gand. It's not like they can sneak in places. Pretty obvious. <laughs> Zek just shakes his head. I mean, come on. If an old man like you can fight him off that long, what do you think is going to happen when he comes across old Conklick Kachak? You're not going to start adding Sith Slayer to your resume, are you? What? No, I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> With that, you depart the Force Nexus. I'm going to flip a dark side. You return to the camp to find it destroyed. Everyone cut down in a rage mm. by Vokar, including the Drawl, who lays face down in the snow. I look to see if he has any like tokens or mementos or anything on him, like a necklace or a ring or something. Roll of perception, two. Uh, success and two advantages. Feeling like you need to bring some sort of resolution for Reyna, you spend actually a moment to search the camp. You do find... Um, what looked mm-hmm. to be his personal footlocker. There are objects in there you don't know if they have any significance, but they <laughs> feel like they do. There's also one of the same hollow recordings that Reyna carries with her oh. of everybody in the picture. <laughs> okay. So you take the whole footlocker with you. So can I give you a lift somewhere? Zek, Zek gestures to his ship. No, I'll be okay. There's more of them. Besides, maybe I should take a crack at that gun myself. Couldn't hurt. You did pretty good. You want some tips? I <laughs> wink at him. You said you were retired. Yeah, that's the perfect time to start taking up coaching. Bit of advice. Click. Let's leave the Sith killing to me from now on. All right. But if you ever need a few pointers, just look me up. <sighs> um, and when Zek gets into his ship, he finds plastered to the front of his windshield a signed autograph from Click. <laughs> <laughs> the ship lifts off and heads off into the clouds. Kobe is waiting for you on the ship. Wah, 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 wah. It's fine. Let's go. Oh. The Smuggler's Ace exits hyperspace at the most recent rendezvous point for the Alderanian flotilla. The Spice Wolf is there and has docked on the arena where the Ethorian uh, the herd ship is being lent out. You relay the tale to Reyna on the top of a hill and you give her the memento box and you briefly explain what happened. <laughs> I I haul up an entire footlocker (laughs) up the hill and and like put it down and she keeps glancing at it but like while I'm talking to her she's definitely saddened by the the news of Damaril's death uh, and she starts going through the locker I can't believe you did all of that by yourself I didn't plan on it no but you should have allowed us to come we could have helped or you could have all gotten killed then I would have had to send a dead Jawa over back to Uviel and Reezy. Click, if anything, I would have thought that after all these adventures, you would have understood now that we're not just crew, and we're not obligations, and we're not someone thing to be protected. We, you and I, Tazi, Jinko, and Kobe, we are family. Sorry, Captain. She bops you on the nose. Don't do it again. Uh, yes, ma'am. Sir. Captain. Something. She continues to go through Damaril's things, frowns at some of them, studies others more intently. Um, Captain? Yes. Damaril and I were talking for a bit. Um, you mentioned Beetle. She freezes mid-moving one of the objects within the locker. What about him? He's still kicking. I thought that Damaril was the I know. the one. No, Beetle. Click, if you were going to design a super weapon that could destroy a planet... And you were going to invest quite a bit of money and effort and research into it. Wouldn't you make a backup? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, if my super weapon's supposed to be indestructible... Well, she shakes her head. 
The Death Star that was destroyed at Yavin 4 is just the first iteration. Wait, so he's going to make a better one? There will be another one. Bigger and more powerful than the first. Does everyone else know that? Is this one of those things that Click's supposed to know? <laughs> you mean like the Clone Wars? <sighs> Look, I've never met a clone. Why yes, should I? Yes, you have. <laughs> when we what? When the clone that rescued us from Swiss Van? Oh, never mind. How was I supposed to know he was a clone? It's not like I had like his other clones with him. A clone by himself is just a person. <laughs> Listen, I don't have any evidence for this. I just know that when we were originally doing the project, I was tasked with developing larger reactors than the ones I had just finished building. It only stands to reason that they would make another one. In fact, it stands to reason that they had already be began making another one before the first one was even completed. That's very forward-thinking. Yes, well, Beetle always was a bit of a perfectionist and an over-planner. He's not the only engineer, of course, but he is an in integral one. And I don't have any doubt that that's why Wink was looking for me. They want me to continue my work on the reactors. Well, everyone's safe now. Almost. But am I? If I continue to traipse about the galaxy... Cutting deals and smuggling. That's what I mean. Almost. You've done enough. I should stay here, shouldn't I? Look, if the Alderanians are willing to forgive you and all of your people... I'm not sure all the Alderanians are, but it is, of course, it would be rather poor Alderanian form if they didn't forgive. They are, after all, pacifists. Right. If they've forgiven you, don't you think it's time that you forgive you? She sighs. Slowly, she shrugs off her smuggler's coat and uh, hands it to you. I take it. I'm not sure Tazi's going to understand this. She'll figure it out, eventually. And you need to be a responsible captain if you're going to continue this. I, you can't just be putting yourself in danger and entering pod races every 10 seconds. You're right, Captain. I'll have to get a new crew member for that. <laughs> for being responsible or for entering pod races. For being irresponsible, getting themselves in danger and entering pod races. I need a new person for that. Because obviously, look how well everything turned out with me doing that. She shakes her head. Well, the wolf, the ace, and everything we've had is yours. I'll transfer the credits to your name. Do come by and visit, though, won't you? If we can find you. It's not like they're going to give us a forwarding address. I'm sure there will be a way. After all, aren't you the confirmed ace, Conclick Kachuk? I am the confirmed ace, Conclick Kachuk. Look, you just call them up and ask them about Grey Squadron, okay? And as you two continue to banter and argue about whether or not you're a confirmed ace, or whether your Grey Squadron story is even real, the camera pans away to show the entirety of the Athorian herdship. It backs away to show native Alderanian plants being tended to by Trixel. A small Alderanian child is being healed by Talaric. Gager is standing in a pen full of Alderanian animals. Quaru is working on installing weapon turrets onto the exterior of several of the flotilla ships. Jinko and Kobe, um, the scene then kind of fades to black as it goes through a portion of space and then it cuts into an interior scene of the Spice Wolf where Jinko and Kobe are playing the Jeric. <laughs> Kobe is winning again. You're cheating! You have to be cheating! Wah wah! Wah wah wah! Oh, you stupid droid! Once I get uh, my hands on you! Wah! Uh, <laughs> it shows the exterior of the Spice Wolf where Tazi is diligently preparing some kind of scuff for Scratch Mark. And we cut to the end credits. 
from and so ends season one of Silhouette Zero. But this is not Yay. the end, folks. No, this is not the end. Season two, where we play Age of Rebellion, will be coming up within a couple of weeks, I presume. And we're going to stick with our gimmick, by the way. Yeah, um, Click is not going anywhere. He will still be the main character of Silhouette Zero. But the focus will be off of smuggling and riding along the edges and into the nitty gritty of the last years of the Republic. I'm sorry, in the last years of the Alliance Imperial War. Uh, you know, I'm actually pretty happy with how our smuggling feel went. Like, I, I, I know we've dabbled in that before in some of our other stuff, and it never really felt like, hey, I'm a fringer. As much as this right. one did. Yeah, those early missions were definitely a bunch of spacers just trying to get by, selling secondhand hey, instruments. Those were fun. And I like those. <laughs> begging for credits and pickpocketing 20, 30 credits at yeah, a time. Good times. So yes, thank you very much for listening to season one. Season two will be forthcoming. So. Um, and uh, I don't know what else is going to happen in the meantime, so we'll just uh, yeah, we'll just so have to see. All four of you listeners can get together and talk about. There's more than four. You've never shown me this. I can't believe your <laughs> lies. 